0: Hello, 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 hello. Another round of the Far Angle podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today, we jump into the topic of single use plastic. This stuff is everywhere, folks. Eee! And today, we also bring on a guest. Her name is Tricia, and she is a volunteer with a nonprofit called Weaving Love. So, check it out. The Far Angle Podcast with Luke and Ahmed. Well, hello everybody. Another session. There we go. That's right. So we've word of the day, folks. We've got a word of the day coming at you. Nerdle.
1: And what's that?
0: What? <laughs> uh, no, it's not your grandma tickling your tickling <laughs> your feet. It's uh it they're plastic pellets that are part of the manufacturing process for pretty much anything plastic that you're using. Straws, cell phone cases, uh, whatever it may be, plastic. They're made out of these small little pebbles and they're called nurdles. Pretty cute, huh?
1: Right, very right. So, uh, the plastic, plastic and the plastic problems and environmental problems and those are and how the people are solving because of uh production of goods is increasing every year since last fifty years. So and a lot of like places even even some countries are not producing a lot of like they are not like industrial area, but like China and and those like countries who are producing a lot of plastics mm-hmm. are shipping goods, including plastic to those countries and it's creating a lot of environmental problems.
0: Yes, but so, so today we're, we're jumping knee-deep into kind of our, the plastic pollution crisis. Um, a lot of the information that, that I found is coming from pa- Plastic Pollution Coalition. And um, I, I really feel like we could probably chat about this for, for hours and hours. There's so many different angles on it. Um, but I, I suppose five, six months ago I jumped into just kind of trying to reduce plastic on my own. And it quickly became overwhelming. Um, Reading some stats, over 500 million plastic straws used daily in the United States. Only in the United States. What about the world?
1: You know, the estimated number is 299 million of tons. Only a year in the world. And that's causing like an environmental catastrophe. And it's Mm -hmm. creating a lot of disease. Diseases. So, see the numbers in only United States. That's overwhelming. And mm-hmm. what about the, what the communities and the personal reaction that we take in against this problem to resolve it? And if we not, per, if we, if you never start from our ourselves, mm-hmm. that problem is not gonna go
0: away. <laughs> no, but fair warning: if if you take on the personal project of reducing your own plastic consumption. It it might not do this to you, but it hit me like a tidal wave. Like, oh my goodness, <laughs> plastic is everywhere. I, it, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. And so um, I guess one place to start is just say no thank you uh, for the straw at any restaurant that you're at. I mean, that's one, that's one place to start, but it goes far beyond that.
1: Yeah, I remember the day that you discussed uh, very informally about the plastics and the steps that you have taken to uh, experiment, a uh, personal experiment that you've already started. And after that, they have tried to just look at the plastics I'm using in my house. And here, I everywhere, plastics everywhere. Mm-hmm. But what are the steps we're taking? So I think right now, uh, there is the communities I think, and different people are become you know coming up with uh, different solutions. I think there is something unnecessary that we're using. So what about if we start? Everybody starts with stopping those stuff. So suppose you are uh, in a Walmart or any any grocery store. What about if you have like non-plastic? Bags mm-hmm. and some stores already started and giving you an option plastic or bag. So what about if we start thinking about that, keeping in mind to reduce the number of plastics we have, in order to get, you know, rid of a lot of environmental pollutions.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good good way to go. And you'd mention these bags, using a reusable bag. The there's a name for the plastic bags that float around town you've all seen these, they're stuck in trees, they're stuck on fences um, they call these plastic bags that float around town urban tumbleweeds. So, so if you use <laughs> reusable bags you can reduce these urban tumbleweeds floating around your local town. They get stuck everywhere man. If- right.
1: And another, and another piece of plastic you know the awareness piece is really very important. You know the day that you uh, discussed with me, I, I really used to see the plastic pollution and environmental pollution. But when you discussed, uh, when we had that discussion into personal level, and you told me that how you tackling that plastic problem, then I started being aware of that and going on reading. And what about millions of people who are who cannot read and and have no access to education and you know education is very critical mm-hmm. and awareness is really very important in terms of and the people who are already the cities are doing a lot of progress but a uh, personal what about if we like take it to bottom to top what about if we include them in educational setups that the schools and the universities I think you know every level, and I don't. I know a lot of organizations, and and, and uh, I think I've discussed with you like that person who started like a green banking. Even the bank can involve because that bank, uh, the banker who uh, come up with the idea of green banking, the businesses who already like restaurants. Mm-hmm. So when they start considering the environment, and the bank can give them a reward or certificate or a promotional program for free so that way this can encourage uh, the people to take action
2: hmm
0: yeah it supports new habits and um, new ways of operating business and that's where I think peer, peer positive pressure can take place and so for me if I'm at a grocery store and I see someone else using these bags I'm like oh yeah I'm like I'm really glad I brought mine or dang it I forgot my reusable bags so I think the more that you know that are that our neighbors, that are friends, um, other community members are are living a lifestyle where they're re- reducing some of these single-use plastics. So single-use meaning the straw, the the take-home container for your leftover burger at you know Timber Lodge Steakhouse, the the plastic bags for groceries. Um, those are those are the I guess that's how we get that movement is pure pressure, man.
1: Pure pressure. Really, <laughs> that that that's one of the things that is going on right now but you know a lot of things are going on with the psychological because of the social stigma if the people think that uh plastics everywhere in their city it's 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 bad for like the societal level it's very bad so the people will take care about that what about if the people think this is normal again sure. it's 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 you know something to do with uh going back to the awareness bees and and teaching the people, and the, especially the young children in the school, because mm-hmm. they are the next generation, and if they start at the young age, then they
0: might grow up
1: with everything considered.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and reducing plastic, it becomes probably subconscious because it's the way they grew up.
1: Yeah, and the governments can take a very major role in reducing the plastic because of the regulations are really very important if the businesses who are producing uh, the plastic are environmentally responsible then i think that can reduce but with al- alternative ways of, of using their plastic or recycling or and what about if the recycling is benefit for everybody right now a lot of people have i met a, a swiss, swiss friend uh, Buddy, who's my friend in Swis in in Kenya Nairobi, he started. He he visited a couple of times Nairobi city, and he saw like plastic, like the major parts of the city streets, and then he saw opportunity in there, and then he started like a, a small factory that he they just do, crush, the plastics, right. and clean it and ship it to China back, or anywhere anywhere else so that. So they're reusing it. So this way, that can create a jobs. It can create clean the environment. So it's mm-hmm. just a new way of thinking. And I've seen a lot of like, uh, people who are uh, making this plastic, dumped plastic out of something usable for society. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of go- things going on, but you know, the personal level, the family level, the household level is really very important. To That's, make right. it. Yep.
0: That's where it all begins. <laughs> when you mentioned reduce reuse, recycle, so you got the three R's, we grew up with that, the little the little uh, you know, circle triangle thing going on and another another R to add to that, so we're at four R's now, Ahmed, it's mind blowing. Four. What? Yes, four R's, but the, the fourth one is really ref, uh, refuse, so refuse to use something, such as the straw, so you're not recycling it, you're not reducing, you're just you're refusing to use the straw, which
1: Telling the restaurants that no, this is not I want for this.
0: me. Correct. Yep. And the same can go with the styrofoam take-home containers, um, the plastic bag, the the water cup that's plastic. For example, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a pub and uh, ordered a pint, and so the the pint was a glass, so it was a glass of beer, and then I also ordered a water to go with it. Well, they gave me a plastic water cup. Very strange to me. All right, so you you have glasses fully available and they're sitting right next to these plastic cups. So, you know, why couldn't have I had a glass for the water as well? Right. And so there's these little shifts that can be happening that can severely reduce, you know, plastic use.
1: Exactly. And something, you know, uh, it's really very connected with, uh, with the people. If the people are aware of how much very dangerous plastic is to the environment then the people might take actions but if unless you don't know right now a lot of people will think like what's plastic i've been using this for like mm-hmm. all my life my entire life yeah but you know the, with the increase of the world population or the united states population so the use of plastic is going is- to increase so that is where the negative um, impact is going to come especially for the for the uh, for the developing countries Or the poor countries where there is no uh, good governing system which collects the garbage. Mm -hmm. There is no uh, management of the problems that exist. But what about thinking about the property itself? What about if the people start creating um, money out of those plastics in the streets Mm -hmm. and recycle it? That can create jobs, can create like. What's the smart city? smart city is like a city which can reduce the use of plastic and environmental dangerous things, hazardous stuff, and recycle it all the time. So that city never sleeps with this those stuff. It's mm-hmm. just going like
0: in the cycle. Nothing is everything, nothing is free. Yeah, very true. When you mentioned waste management systems, maybe not being equipped to, to catch all the plastic or garbage runoff, and so many of us uh, have heard of the, like, there's five gyres. So throughout the oceans, there's these, these swirls uh, of water where there's, you know, the different, um, I guess, uh, what am I, I'm trying to think here. Um, the different currents uh, are meeting each other and they swirl and they, they end up creating these kind of catch-all areas in the ocean. So there's the Great Pacific uh, Garbage Patch. Which is a huge issue, and there so there's tons of plastic floating around, and it gets washed to the oceans through waterways, drains, rivers. Um, so yeah, really, if there's not waste management systems even inland, plastic ends up out in the oceans, out into these um, you know big swirling masses of garbage. Uh, with that, uh, statistics are and research showing that one garbage truck a truckload of plastic is dumped in the ocean every minute. So you're thinking worldwide, every minute goes by, another truckload of plastic has been dumped into the ocean.
1: And there is a lot of rules and regulations in the United Nations and in the governments, but the rules only are in the books. So there is no implementation process in place. There's no plastic police. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we need a plastic police in that regard.
0: What I think that's happening in some some cities, uh, even like Minneapolis, for example, there's a, a plastic a plastic bag ban. But I think that it's it's actually being trying to be appealed, or there's some, some bill to appeal it at this point. So there has been bag bans. Uh, there's been uh, extra fees for using bags, and that has changed the lifestyle for some cities. Um, and like like most changes, um, it's accepted by some and kind of denied by others. Or opposed by others so exactly and it's something to do with uh, when when the
1: government bans something like the plastic and you know there should be like uh, alternative ways to carry stuff because plastic is very cheap that's the only reason that the people want to use the plastic it's very cheap Mm -hmm. but very dangerous to the environment but if you have a cheaper way to like the plastic bag, no the just bags, which are not plastic, mm-hmm. it's really the people will just start using it, yeah, but we need a tough to to be tough on those businesses which are producing tons of plastic every minute in a day,
0: yes, absolutely so so with that, we do have um, a local initiative that's uh, That is really cool, especially in regards to tackling these urban tumbleweeds and it's called weaving love and so we are going to uh, have a conversation with with someone here that is utilizing their time in kind of reusing plastic bags so we are talking about weaving love, and it's a local initiative in regards to reusing those, those rascally little plastic bags uh, that float around. So we have Trisha with us here today, and she is a volunteer with, with Weaving Love, and she's going to fill us in on what the organization's all about and kind of what where their products go and, and what the process is behind that. So Trisha, welcome to the Far Angle Podcast. Thanks for coming.
2: Thank you. Um, so, yeah, Weaving Love is um, an organization where they, basically they'll make plastic mats for those who are homeless, and what they do is they, um, they'll they take plastic bags, they'll flatten them out, they cut them into little strips, and then they um, tie the strips together, and essentially that makes plarn plastic yarn, and so... Um, roll that up into a ball, and then that is crocheted into like a three by six foot mat. So it's a pretty big mat, and um, you know it's it's a good way to use plastic bags. It helps out the community. Sure. Um, so yeah,
0: very nice. And so are are the are they they're sleeping mats or doormats or what kind of mats are they? So.
2: From my understanding I believe they are used um for sleeping but you know if like I'm sure like in the summer if it gets hot you know um it's just helpful for like if they need a place to sit or um, um you know anything weather related the plastic can kind of help create a barrier um between the elements of the weather sure um
0: so they could wrap themselves up in it.
2: Yeah. Sleep mm-hmm. with it.
0: Maybe use it as kind of a covering from rain or sun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alright. And Plarn? This yep. is a <laughs> this is uh something new to sew with here?
2: Yep, so they use they have um they make big crochet hooks so you can like actually like crochet it together into like a mat. So all
0: right. Cool. So how many how many plastic bags does it take to make one three by six mat?
2: It probably takes a lot of bags. All right. A lot of bags. Because, you know, plastic bags are very thin and, um, you know, it, it takes a lot. So, probably a few hundred at least, okay. at least to make a big mat. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, so Weaving Love is the organization that kind of spearheads these projects. Where do they Mm. get all the plastic bags?
2: So that's where the volunteers come in. Um, They'll have people donate bags to the organization, and then um, every month they meet at the St. Claude Library, so then people will come in. Volunteers can come in, bring in their plastic bags. They can stick around and um, cut and make plarn and crochet and stuff like that, so that's where all those... Bags come in.
0: Okay. And so I'm willing to bet every one of us has some sort of stash of plastic bags in our house. (laughs) Whether it's under the kitchen sink or in a garbage closet or something. So once a month, these folks meet at the St. Cloud Library. If if someone wanted to donate their ridiculous stash of plastic bags, where could they bring them? Or or should they just bring them to the library? Or is there a certain drop-off spot that would help weaving love?
2: Um I would probably yeah, if if you are able to make it to the St. Claude Library, they meet like once a month. Um, the dates vary, but yeah, I would say um get in contact with Jenna. She's the one who founded this organization. All right. Um, Jenna Slamma, I think her name is. Um, she has a website, she has a Facebook page, so um that's where that's who I would contact. Okay. Um, for more details about that.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh Weaving Love and we could Google mm-hmm.
2: it. Yep. You can do a Google search it of it. It'd
0: be pretty easy to find.
2: Yep. And like I said, they're on Facebook too, so
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And from my understanding it's out of Big Lake, Minnesota. Somewhere around there. Not I, too far from St. Paul. Yeah, Pop. not too yeah. far. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
2: Because I think they do meetings out in, like, Maple Grove, too, is my understanding. So they're not just in St. Claude, but they're in the central Minnesota area. So.
0: All right. Very nice. Mm -hmm. How did you get involved?
2: So one of my coworkers told me about it. Um, I like to crochet. So they thought, oh, hey, like, this would be something cool, like, if you're interested. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll go check it out. So, yeah, it's It's good. I think it's a good way to help out the community and mm-hmm. reduce all that plastic, <laughs> all those plastic bags, and put them to good use. So,
0: yeah, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How many? Is how many mats has the organization donated or given away?
2: And that I don't know. I know that they go out to various organizations and um, different events, and yeah, I'm not sure about the number of mats that they've made so far, but...
0: All right. I'm kind of envisioning, um, like, outdoor enthusiasts or hikers using these things, too. Like, they could roll them up on their sacks and Mm -hmm. hike in the woods and use it as a sleep mat. And, and, um, yeah, so... Very cool. So, that is Weaving Love, and they are tackling the, the plastic pollution crisis in regards to... All these unwanted plastic bags that we all bring home from local grocery stores and Target and dozens of other places. Yep. So,
2: yep. Mm-hmm.
0: so uh, Weaving Love, creating uh, sleep mats for, um, for the homeless and I guess for whoever else would want one. And they meet once a month here, St. Cloud, at the public library. Correct. Check, yep. check them out online or Facebook, Weaving Love. So thank you very much for coming in. And, um Props to you and your team for uh, taking on the challenge of reducing plastic. Thank you. All
2: right,
0: thanks, Tricia. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Far Angle Podcast. If you want to learn more about Weaving Love, check out www.weavinglove.com. You can also find them on Facebook, Weaving Love MN, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at Far Angle Podcast. Thank you.